1: Terms and conditions apply.
2: This is Gone Racing, VEASAN's premier NASCAR betting podcast. Here are your hosts, former NASCAR driver Brendan Gaughan and Las Vegas Motor Speedway's Jeff Motley.
3: Yeah, it's another edition of Gone Racing. Jeff Motley sitting here in the studio. Brendan Gaughan is remote this week, so we'll see his picture in the box. There he is, Brendan popping up. Brendan, and hey, I mean, we're going to wrap up this race at Pocono, but Brendan, I'm trying to go down my scorecard here, okay? So, let me get this right. Kyle Larson's mad at Denny Hamlin. Alex Bowman's mad at Denny Hamlin. Austin Dillon's mad at Tyler Reddick. Uh, Ryan Priest is mad at Corey LaJoy. And Joey Logano's mad at the fire and safety crew. Am I missing anybody? (laughs) Because we had, it was like pit road at Bristol after that race.
4: (laughs) Yeah, you know, but Pocono's kind of got that way lately, right? I mean, Pocono with the runs you get and the drag races and the restarts. and, And Pocono's become a fun race to watch. Eh. But man, you're right. After the race, I mean, I'm, I'm still getting texts and and video clips on Twitter and everything where, you know, this guy's fighting that guy and the Ryan priest thing runs back and just, just starts clobbering on poor Corey and Corey kept his helmet on inside
3: the car. So good for Corey.
4: (laughs) Good move in that case. But, but, and then Joey Logano's thing. Wow. I mean, it's a good thing. We aren't the other type of NASCAR shows. We try to focus on betting because that was. There's a lot of things I'd have to say about it, but man, that was just a lot of stuff going on there, but a lot of great racing and for three guys right here, not a bad week of betting for the three of us.
3: Hey, somebody got four right this week 4 I'm just saying I got four out of five. Maybe my best week of all time. All right, Brendan, let's break them down a little bit, real quick. So, first off, we're talking about Joey. I mean, first off, if you ever go go on Twitter, you can find audio of Joey in the Fire and Safety Crew at Pocono, not happy with them. But then, thinking about how upset he was about that, and then you watch the video of the car being dragged around the track to Pitt road and then dropped facing in the wrong direction in pit lane. Uh, it must—I can't believe how Joey kept his composure when he did his interview in front of the care center because that was pretty remarkable.
4: Yeah, well, because he'd already vented. Where, where he'd already got his vent in. Let's just say uh, it was impressive. But you know, Joey, poor day, bad day for Joey, bad day for that deal. But we, we, we said, man, them, them freaking, them Chevys, and them Toyotas were absolutely fantastic. And and it it came down to a battle of of Toyota on the restarts. You know, lining up Toyota, Chevrolet, were their teammates teammates were even mad at each other. Danny and and Martin Truex were. We're kind of having interesting conversations on the radios about who to line up with. It boiled down to a heck of a restart showdown, and great racing even without the restarts.
3: Yeah, and Denny Hamlin gets the win. Uh, Denny, who's been probably the the top guy at, at Pocono probably for the last fifteen years. Talk about the. I mean, there was controversy. They said for that last pass. I mean, he didn't give Larson a lot of room, obviously. But we're also late in the race. We're running for the checkered flag. I mean, isn't that kind of what we've come to right now is, I mean, it's just good, hard racing. And I mean, two guys are trying to win the race and you know, Larson, look, he was at, he was first on the restart. He could have chosen the inside line and driven Denny up the track himself, right?
4: Absolutely. The the bottom line looked like it didn't get the launch as the outside line, but you have that advantage. You can run up now. Was this what Denny did to Ross Chastain a year ago? No, he was. He was a little more aggressive, pushed Ross up a little bit earlier, basically saying, I don't care. This was Denny drove hard. He left Kyle Elaine. They moved up. Kyle, you know, at this point, discretion and valor. Kyle came into the wall pretty good there. But I, this is – am I supposed to say, oh, gee, I got to let you have it? This is for the win, man. He didn't wreck him. He didn't use him up. He didn't do – he just drove hard, lost a little of the nose. They kind of pushed up together. And, and Kyle was on the outside and it it just didn't have, he didn't touch him. If you look at him, it just, they ran up the track a little bit. So it's for the win. And I, I don't, I don't knock that move in this case. And, and Denny, like you said, we, we talked about it on last week's show. Who's the number one guy at, at, at Pocono. Danny Hamlin, and he just did it
3: again. Yeah, the only bad thing for Danny is there's no Pocono in the playoffs. Well, let's look, look at some of these numbers that uh, Danny put out for our betters last week. He was a plus 550 to win, a plus 150 for a top three, plus 245 to win Group A. He was on the negative number in all of his head-to-heads against Truex, Bush, and Larson. But he also brought Toyota home uh, with a victory, a plus 140. Uh, a couple of us really, really liked that bet, by the way, knowing that we had uh, – Denny and Martin Truex Jr. driving a Toyota, and Toyota wasn't even the favorite. So, uh, very, very strong payout for Denny Hamlin for the betters, which is really kind of remarkable when you think about the fact that he's been the dominant guy at Pocono all these years, and yet he could give you this kind of a return to the betters.
4: Yeah, we said that last week, man. We we gave the stats of who's been the best at Pocono. Denny was at the top, and a five fifty. You know, look, he was one of the favorites, absolutely, but it's still a five fifty, decent return. The two forty five in Group A. The, all those things, you, you found good ways to get numbers on him. That um, We knew he was a, a head-to-head, you know, he was the don't line yeah. last week, right? Yeah. We talked about where negative, 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 but got Toyota the 140. I was happy about the Toyota 140 thing because at the last second, I jumped off the Michael McDowell bandwagon, which still won. But I got me the
3: Toyota W. Absolutely, and looking at the top three, talking about the Toyotas, Toyota swept the top three positions. Tyler Reddick he came in at a plus four hundred, finishing second, and Martin Trix Jr. was a plus one fifty. Look down the rest of the uh, rest of the the top ten. Ty Gibbs gets his first ever top five finish. A uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. who's going to make the playoffs now that we're locked into all those who have won races, not counting Shane Van Giesbergen because he's not a. a eligible for the playoffs, Harrison Burton with an eighth and another top 10 run for the legacy motorsports team with, with Eric Jones that's starting to show some life.
4: Yeah, they listen, you want to talk about some much-needed good runs. Let's start with that Harrison Burton eighth place, that Eric Jones ninth place. Those were absolutely much needed. And you want to talk about timing. How about Ty Gibbs? We've been talking for weeks. That cutoff line is a battle royale. Ty Gibbs in the middle of it. Great time for Ty Gibbs to have a great run.
3: Yeah, and you know, we talked about the Toyotas, Brendan. There's only six Toyotas in the race. Five of them finished in the top six positions in this race. That's uh, And Bubba Wallace ran well all day, and I think he had some problems in those last few laps and knocked him out of the top ten.
4: Yeah, Bubba was actually running really well there, had that gotten got into a hassle hop on the, I think the second-to-last restart or whatever it was. But Bubba was actually doing really well. But I mean, these names, this was much needed. I mean, absolutely much needed, but what, and look at the main thing again, one Ford in the top 10, Kevin Harvick. Who's the guy that just keeps right now. He's just top five, top 10 but one Ford, the Fords, the big tracks. We've talked about it, Jeff. I said the flat tracks, like the week before the Fords just need to figure something out at all these other style racetracks.
5: Yeah,
3: you're right. Although, I mean, although we would give a little bit of an asterisk there, Joey Logano, I mean, he won the first stage, had a really good good car, kind of got caught up in a crash that really wasn't his own making because of pitch strategy there. He was strong, but you're exactly right. The Fords definitely, definitely seem to be struggling, and the Chevrolets didn't exactly set the world on fire this weekend either. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Chase Elliott, you know, he finished 10th, but, hey, that ain't good enough right now for Chase Elliott if he wants to make the playoffs.
4: Yeah, you know, and Chase, Chase won this race last year. So this was one I think they were looking at and I was bragging. I still, I'm still going, Jeff. I will still be picking a Chase Elliott just about every week because I still think he's going to win a race. But 10th place is not going to get him into the playoffs. He needs to start having those top fives, get himself back up in contention every week. This is not going to cut it.
3: Well, speaking of the playoffs right now, so I mentioned earlier the top 11 guys or the 11 guys that have won races that are eligible for the points, they are now locked in because we only have five races left. We have five spots ab- available. Now we look at this bubble, Brendan, and we got the the two guys that have been kind of down there on the bottom of that bubble. Bubble Wallace, 465. Michael McDowell is at 455. That's 17 points for Michael McDowell, clear of A.J. Allmendinger. That's 23 points, clear of Daniel Suarez. That's 28 points clear of Ty Gibbs and Alex Bowman still hanging in. What I can't figure out with Alex Bowman is the guy seems to finish outside the top 30 every week. And somehow he's still popping up in the top 20 tells you what an, what a struggle it's going to be to get into that top 16.
4: Well, I mean, he's, he's finally on this page again. I think the last couple of weeks he wasn't even on the page. So he has slowly climbed himself back up into at least a consideration, right? I mean, he's just not running. He needs to run better. He finished 24th this week. He got stage points, fifth-place stage points in stage two. He, he can still point his way in, but he's going to have to really get start making up some ground here. 50 points or 46 points, whatever it is, 44 points is going to be a – it's a tall order, but he can do it. Uh, unlike chase now, who I believe chase has to win to get in.
3: Well, and and as we talk about the playoffs, like I said, five races left this weekend, we're heading out to the three quarter mile track in central Virginia at Richmond international raceway. Then we head up to Michigan. But then it's going to really start getting interesting because these last three races, back-to-back road course races at Indianapolis and at Watkins Glen, and then the the big race there at Daytona, which you kind of never know how that goes. And we're talking about that guy sitting right there in 17th spot right now, A.J. Allmendinger. If you're A.J. Allmendinger, if you don't have Indianapolis and Watkins Glen circled on your calendar right now, then then you're asleep at the wheel. Uh, And I think it's a little bit odd that, you know, he's going to start the race this week dead last so that he can go to Road America and run the Xfinity race. Um, What do you think about that?
4: You know, I'm a guy that likes to race. I always say race, 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 no matter what they can get a hold of. Right now, he's just missing the playoffs. Right now, he's so close. I understand that you want him at Road America because he's phenomenal there. Man, you got to really start focusing here. I think this says the colleague is really looking at Indianapolis and Watkins Glen and Daytona as their only shot to get him in. That's that's the way I look at this right now. They, they, they're putting their eggs in, in the last three races basket, kind of saying maybe we don't have it for Rich.
3: Well, and I think it's interesting when you look at those last three races and you look at guys in 15th, 16th, 17th, Bubba Wallace, Michael McDowell, you know, they got Daytona circled. Allmendinger's got those road courses circled. Uh, you know, if somebody pulls an upset, I think that's going to make it really, really interesting to see how the bottom of that thing shakes out.
4: No, it's, it's th- that last race at Daytona. That's why they put the Daytona, right? That's why we moved it to, you know, uh, NASCAR's, you know, bounding home, because what Daytona does for that last race is absolutely It's just, it's, it's the perfect place to do it, Jeff. You know what I mean? It's the absolute perfect place.
3: No, it absolutely is. And that's why I'm really looking forward to the way these last five races shake out before we get into the playoffs. Okay, we'll be back on Gone Racing. We'll start giving the odds for this weekend at Richmond.
1: terms and conditions apply
2: this is gone racing visa's premier nascar betting podcast here are your hosts former nascar driver brendan gone and las vegas motor speedways jeff motley
3: and the green flag is back out here in Garland Racing. Brendan is remote with us this week, uh, checking in from North Carolina, right? Aren't you, are you teaching scuba diving uh, to a bunch of kids back there in North Carolina or something?
4: Actually, the, the, the Lake Norman scuba seal team camp is right outside this window to my right. And uh, I, I'm I'm playing hooky for an hour from camp. I'm one of the counselors, counselors teaching the class, got my kids in a, in the advanced open water class that, that is going the last couple of days. And you remember over Rochelle Rice, uh, you know yeah. our our good friend who now works for the Super Bowl. Rochelle's two boys are out here with me, so we're we're all getting they're getting scuba certified, and I'm teaching class for them.
3: Let me see. Let me see if I got this right. Park casino owner, part time race car driver, distiller, um, Justice Brothers yep. rep, um, a cleaning company owner, and now scuba dive instructor. Do you do you need another job?
4: Uh, no. <laughs> you you and you left out. The co-host of the most professionally unprofessional <laughs> show on,
5: Visa. he's the NASCAR version of uh, Shaq with all these endorsements and jobs he has,
3: <laughs> something like not to mention. Yeah, he, it, money. And you fill in, you fill in, right? Somehow, That's right. Uh, great shot of my of the empty chair. Over oh yeah, the didn't
5: uh, the South Point car won last uh, week in the uh, Tony Stewart? That's team, right. right. Newman won the SRX race. Yes. Oh Newman, yeah.
4: Newman's stealing money, but at least he's doing the most. Well. I texted him and said, "I said thanks for stealing my money, but." Really nice job with what you're doing with
3: it. SRX sponsor. Oh, yeah, that's a forgot about that one, too. So Okay, we digress. Guess what? We're heading to my home state, Richmond, Richmond, Virginia this weekend. Not my hometown, but my home state being a Virginia guy. So, always happy when they head back there. And uh, it's a three-quarter mile D-shaped track. Uh, Kevin Harvick won this race last year, but Kyle Larson was the winner there earlier this year. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing about the race this year, the first race there, second-place finisher filling in for Chase Elliott when he had uh, injured himself in his snowboarding accident. Josh Berry got a second. Uh, Brendan, it's going to be a pretty pretty interesting weekend at Richmond. And there's some guys who probably really, really need to not only have a good run, but a guy like chase Elliott who needs to pull out a win.
4: Well, nine races, five top fives for chase Elliott at Richmond. So no wins, but five top fives. He's always there. And they ran very well earlier this year with uh, of course that finish there. And you look at the stats here of some of the guys, Kyle Busch though, did not have a good run here. His first time with, uh, with, with RCR at Richmond, he, he ended up with a, of a fairly mediocre day for him when you count, you know. Look at that, 27 top tens out of 35 races. That's an 80% clip, there, folks, and 50 over 50% top five. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. Denny Hamlin, same sort of numbers. Kevin Harvick, even more ridiculous. Now, I mean, that's that's just crazy what they've been able to do there.
3: Yeah, and they've got so many data points. I mean, they've run so many races here. You know, you look at those guys, even Brad Keselowski he's had, uh, and, and Joey Logano, both of those guys have had top tens in at least half or, or more than half of the races. I mean, Logano's got really incredible numbers, 12 top fives in 28 races and, and two wins. So a lot of guys with, with some strong showings there at at, uh, at Richmond. I think it's going to be kind of interesting to see how much we glean from the the first race at Richmond this year. You know, you get early in the year, later in the year, everything is a little bit different. And you got certain guys that are hot and certain guys that weren't. Like Martin Truex Jr. wasn't that hot early in the season. Now Martin Truex Jr., I still think even though Danny Hamlin won last week, I think Truex is the hottest driver out there. So I think you got to take a long look at him, even though his numbers at, at Richmond don't necessarily stack up to say Kyle Bush, Danny Hamlin, and Kevin Harvick.
4: Well, still pretty spectacular. I mean, three wins, you know, and, and what you really have to look at, though, is what have you done for me lately, right? I mean, he's been fantastic lately. So it's I, – I like him a lot. You look at these numbers out there. Um, oh, Truex is the hottest guy, man. When we get to the odds, that, I think that's also going to shine through.
3: Well, let's get to the odds. We'll take a look at the odds to win, and it's not going to be a big surprise then that Martin Truex Jr. is the favorite to win the race at plus 450. Kyle Larson, we mentioned he won the race there earlier this year, comes in at plus 500. Denny Hamlin, where it truly is Denny's home track, grew up in Chesterfield, Virginia, literally probably less than 10 miles from Richmond International Raceway. He's at plus 650. Kevin Harvick and Christopher Bell at plus 750. Kyle Busch plus 850. William Byron is at 900. Then we get into our double digits, Joey Ligon it was 12 to one Ross Chastain and Chase Elliott at 16 Ryan Blaney at 22 Tyler Reddick and Ty Gibbs at 28 Brad Keselowski at 30 Alex Bowman 40 and Eric Almarola 45 anything jump out at you Brendan because I'm telling you there's a couple things there that that really do jump out at me
4: yeah you know like Kyle Busch at 850 I know you know we had that bad run earlier but this is a place he's so freaking good at that one immediately jumps off the page to me also, looking at a guy like Chase Elliott, I know you're poo pooing Chase Elliott, but that team finished second. This is a place he's always had top fives at. You know, that we saw that stat 14 starts in the last 10, he's only had nine, and he's had all of his top fives in the last nine starts. So those are the two that jump off immediately at me.
3: Well, and you mentioned uh, Chase Elliott, and this is one where I'm actually going to agree with you. And maybe part of it because that car finished second in the race earlier this year. And I think Chase Elliott, I mean, look. It, if there's a race he's got a little something to prove, Josh Berry hops in that car with very little experience in a Cup car, and he runs second in that in that race back in April, or I think it was April when they ran that race. Uh, so I think Chase Elliott's got something to prove, and the other guy who had a really good run here earlier in the spring, also at sixteen to one, is Ross Chastain. Now I know he hasn't been quite as as good maybe over the last you know, year or whatever. But that win he got at Nashville. And I know it's a one point three mile track at Nashville, but you know the layout at Nashville is very, very similar to Richmond. It's just a longer, bigger track. And I think the fact that he ran well there in the spring and the fact that he's got a win at Nashville in a track that has some similarities, I think sixteen to one is a really big number on Ross Chastain.
4: That is a big number. Ross Chastain, these are the type of places that Ross has been, you know, he he's running well. He Ross this year is a little bit of that kind of that Hendrick enigma, right? He's Ross Chastain winning some races. He disappeared for a while with all the controversy, came back and won. Now we haven't talked much about him again. So I, I, I'm, I'm kind of conundrum with Ross Chastain, but listen, 16 to one. That's a good number for a guy that's been running pretty strong just about everywhere we go on yeah. normal occasions.
3: Yeah, you know, one other guy I just want to kind of mention before we move into the bigger numbers here: uh, William Byron's plus nine hundred. Now, now I know you look at William Byron's numbers at at Richmond, you say, "Well, he hadn't been that great." Well, guess what? There's a lot of places that he has run well this year where he hadn't run well that that much in the past. I think this is has been William Byron's breakout year, and I think getting William Byron at a plus nine hundred. Whew, boy, that's a, that's a tough one to leave on the board too.
4: Yeah. I mean, look, we, what, what was it? Three weeks ago before Martin Truex was hot, William Byron was the hottest guy in the sport. Right. So, I mean, we've been back and forth on the hottest guy. William Byron's one of them. Uh, the, listen, even, even Alex Bowman, 41. I mean, guy, the, the guy disappears and then shows back up. So Alex Bowman, another guy I like on this
3: first page. Yeah, definitely a good chance to get somebody that's got a little bit bigger number than you'd expect to win. All right, let's look at more of our long shot guys here. Uh, Chris Busher and Bubba Wallace are both coming in at 55 to 1. Daniel Suarez is 65. Chase Briscoe, 70. Then our triple digits, Priest and Newman at a hunt. Ryan Newman back in. I just almost read right over his name. Ryan Priest and Ryan Newman, I'm assuming he's ra- racing one of the Rick Ware cars probably at 100 to 1. Austin Dillon, 150. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 200. Haley Jones and Almendinger 250 McDowell Burton Sendrick at 300 Gilliland and LaJoy at 500 and our little buddy Noah Gregson didn't even make the list this week so anybody here that uh, that has any kind of a chance Chris Busher, maybe Suarez
4: you know I mean I think this is more of a little more of a standard right this is the the places we're used to kind of the cream being there we don't see I mean Josh Berry I guess would, would, would have been kind of an exception to that but I just don't see a lot. Maybe top threes. Maybe when we get to the top threes, I'd look at, uh, at a Buescher maybe. McDowell, but he hasn't been top three caliber. He's been top 15, top 10 caliber. So I, the top, the second page to me is a little bit, uh, I'm not going to say off limits this week, but definitely not as a, a appeasing or enticing, which the numbers show it, right? I mean, midway through that first column, you're already at 70 and 100 to one. So I think it, even the betters, even the odds makers know it's not quite as appeasing as the other other places. All
3: right, well, let's take a look at these top threes we got coming here. No big surprise here that Martin Tricks Jr. is at the very top of the board at a plus 130. Kyle Larson comes in at plus one forty. Denny Hamlin one eighty. Kevin Harvick, Christopher Bell two hundred. Kyle Busch two fifty. William Byron two sixty. Logano three fifty. Chastain and Elliott four fifty. Blaney six hundred. Reddick and Gibbs seven hundred. Keselowski seven fifty. Bowman nine hundred. Eric Almirola at ten to one.
4: Yeah, I mean, this is where I can look at and say, okay, now we're talking some decent numbers. I mean, Joey Logano, second best point getter, but I don't like the Forbes. Ross Chastain up there with that number. Chase Elliott at a 450 for a top three. How about Tyler Reddick plus 700 for a top three? I mean, those same guys we talked about for the win, but now I can focus in a little bit and say I get a little bit more of a shot. I really like that Chase Elliott 450 number.
3: Well, and I think another one kind of stands out there, and I know this is going to get Wyatt very excited behind the glass. Brad Kozlowski has been good at Richmond, and we're not talking about a win. We're talking about getting a top three plus 750 on uh, on Brad Kozlowski. I think that's a pretty pretty strong number there so i'm I'm thinking there's definitely a lot of value here in some of these guys uh tyler reddick is another one i mean i expect tyler reddick to run well don't you
4: so do i i mean i'm looking you know but now i go down michael mcdowell finished sixth in this race in the the fall in the spring so he's pretty good there too those guys there's some value
3: well there's definitely gonna be some value there we've got a few more top threes the long shots we'll talk about those when we come back and then we'll start getting into our driver head to heads And we'll get into our group matchups in segment three of Gone Racing.
2: premier NASCAR betting podcast. Here are your hosts, former NASCAR driver Brendan Gaughan and Las Vegas Motor Speedway's Jeff Motley.
3: Want to rewatch any part of today's show or any past show? Check out the Gone Racing podcast. It's free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. We give you all the latest news, odds, and everything you need to know to head to the betting counter before each NASCAR Cup Series race. And while you're there, catch up on all the other VEASAN shows as well. That's VEASAN.com slash podcasts L you know, jeff motley and uh, Brendan gone joining us from uh, scuba school back in uh, north carolina where he's uh, teaching the kiddies some scuba diving and we're talking about things at richmond raceway brennan you could just head on up to richmond this weekend you're you're pretty close there in charlotte i think you could make it in about four hours driving if you wanted to, to head up there
4: i am except the only thing i'd ever want to do at richmond again is fill with water and scuba dive so i don't think that's going to happen <laughs>
3: Yeah, Richmond was not your favorite place. All right, we're finishing up our top no. threes this weekend. By the way, this weekend's race is the Cookout 400. You ever been to, a, you've been to Cookout. You used to live here in North Carolina, right? I love, there was a Cookout right by I'm my. The I can go to the- It was a cookout right by my parents' house in in Virginia there in Martinsville. And I'm telling you, I used to love the little pulled pork barbecue. Leave the slaw off because I don't care for that. But, oh, my gosh, those things were delicious. So, cookout, very underrated. We need one in Las Vegas. Let's maybe you and I open up a franchise. We'll get a cookout and a Bojangles. What do you think?
4: (laughs) Oh, I'd definitely be
5: on the Bojangles. I I had a spicy chicken biscuit for breakfast yesterday morning.
3: Mm-hmm. Isaiah, Isaiah
5: approves of this. He's, he's willing to be a silent partner.
3: Okay. All right. <laughs> silent partner. As, long as he brings some money to the table, he can be as silent as he wants to. All right. That's Let's finish up. As silent as he wants. <laughs> exactly. All right. We'll, we'll uh, finish up our top threes here. Chris Buescher, Bubba Wallace are 15 to 1. Daniel Suarez, 16. Chase Briscoe, 18. Ryan Priest and Ryan Newman, 25. Austin Dillon, 40. Stenhouse, 55. Haley, Jones, Almondinger at 60. McDowell, Burton, Cendrick at 70. Gitteland, LaJoy, 130. I don't know if I see anybody sneaking in here unless, I don't know, maybe a couple of those guys oh, at the top at 15.
4: Yeah, at that, and that's where I was going to focus. Eric Jones, or not Eric Jones, sorry, Chris Boucher finished uh, third here in the first race or the second race last year. So in the playoff race, Chris Boucher finished third. You know, that uh, if you're looking for a high-digit guy, I could zero in on Chris Boucher right there and say, I like that move. I think he can. We we at least have a shot. Um, that was with RFK. That was before the resurgence of RFK. So I don't mind the Chris Boucher fifteen to one bet right there.
3: Yeah, I think that'd be about the only one. Maybe Suarez sixteen could sneak in there, but um, not really feeling a lot of the top threes. Okay, let's take a look at our driver head to heads. And well, if you want to bet against Martin Truex Jr. and do so at your own peril, there is money to be won. I mean, Christopher Bell, a plus 140 to Truex is minus 160. Hamlin, plus 125 to Truex minus 145. A couple of them up there that are pretty big numbers. Um, But honestly, Brendan, I I don't think I would touch those.
4: I don't know. That's Seabell at 140 head to head. Christopher Bell finished fourth in this race last year. Or, or in the race earlier this year, eighth and second in the stages at a plus 140 head-to-head. Yeah, I get it's against Truex, but that's still a plus 140 head-to-head number with a guy that that he's, if you look at his history, he's only got, uh, where is he here, six starts, four of them top fives, five of them top tens, average finish 5.7. That The only guy better is Truex, but a plus 140? But I like that.
3: Brendan, are you not getting the feeling though over the last half of the season so far that Christopher Bell is almost turning into the Denny Hamlin of the past? It's like every single race, something happens. He's 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 fast in qualifying. He's fast in practice. He's fast at the start of the race. He ends up with either a pit road mistake, he ends up in the wall, he ends up spinning out. It's almost like something is headed south with that team, and I can't figure out what it is.
4: I, you know, it, it's almost the the William Byron, Eric Almirola thing we used to talk about last year, right, where he's all great and then we don't know what he does. But he is making a lot of mistakes on pit road. He, he's, he, needs, to, he needs to run over to Truex's side and take some more lessons from Truex than he does from Denny type thing. Um, but still, I mean, that's just a, a plus 140 head to head. I don't care about all that stuff.
3: I kind of like that. Well, strangely enough, they actually the one that I probably like the best on there is actually William Byron going head-to-head against Christopher Bell because I think any time I can get William Byron on a plus line, I kind of like William Byron on a plus line. I like that one, and I kind of like Chase Elliott against Kyle Busch, maybe only because Kyle didn't run that well here in the spring, and so maybe this is a track where Chase kind of gets it together and runs well, um, if he, you know, if he kind of can figure things out. So I kind of like those two.
4: Yeah, but what about, you know, look at the two tracks that are similar, right? St. Louis, we talk about, and New Hampshire. St. Louis, Kyle Busch dominated that race, Jeff. Saint, you know, he won the race, led 121 laps. Very similar, you know, with that that turn one, that tight. You know, they got shifting going on. Um, I think Kyle Busch just had a bad Richmond race, if you want the truth, and he doesn't have it often. So I see a big resurgence out of him. So I'm on the other side. Tell you, let's take that as a side bet. I'll take Kyle Busch. You take uh, you take William Byron, and, and we'll see where it ends up.
3: Well, no, that's the Chase Elliott Kyle Bush. I mean, no, Chase Elliott, no. not way back. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll think about that one. Okay. Let's get into our group matchups here. Uh, we'll start out with Group A and this might be one of the biggest favorites in Group A I've seen in quite some time. Uh, Martin Trix Jr. is not going to bring you a lot of money here. He's a plus 190. Uh, Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson both at plus 295. Christopher Bell comes in at plus 345. Do you want to bet against Martin? And if you do and he has a problem early, there's money to be won.
4: Wow. I mean, plus 345 in a Group A. That talk about trying to entice me here. Uh, man. I don't know. That's that's a lot of cheese in that Group A to get, I mean, I know you're going against Truex, Denny, and Kyle, but even Denny and Kyle at 295. I mean, Denny Hamlin at 295. That's a those are big numbers in Group A, Jeff. That's I I know I don't normally like Group A, but man, they're trying to talk me into it.
3: Well, and my problem with it here is, I mean, there is part of me that says, "Hey, man, those are big numbers," but I don't know, I don't know which one to pick as. Things are buzzing in here. They're I'm doing not sure what's going on. Construction work
5: here—that scared the crap well, out of have me. Constru- too. We got
3: construction construction work going on outside. It's like just sort of a short of a jackhammer. If you guys hear that buzzing noise in the background of our podcast today, so <laughs> anyway, but, but but what I was saying, Brendan, it's just—it's hard to pick which one you think is going to beat Truex. That's part of the issue.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, I get it, but Denny Hamlin and Chris Bell—I could take both of them and get a 295 and a 345 and root for Seabell the whole time. And I don't know. I, I kind of like that.
3: It is a big number. Speaking of big numbers, let's look at group B. William Byron heads it up at plus 235. Kyle Busch is plus 245. Harvick plus 270. And a huge number on Chase Elliott at plus 355.
4: At the 355, Jeff, is that's, that's the numbers based off of what you say, right? What have you done for me lately? And Chase Elliott, you're fading him. So that's why he's at 355. I think that might be my Chase Elliott bet for the week. You know how I said I'm going to bet him each week at least once. That might be my bet for Chase Elliott this week.
3: Well, it would certainly be a good return there. I, that's a tough group for me right there. I mean, my my gut feeling is I think Byron is the better one there. I know <laughs> you kind of liked Kyle Busch a little bit there. Um, and when you're talking about head-to-head with, with uh, William Byron. Uh, but that big number on Chase Elliott, hard to leave out there if you think this is finally the week that Chase puts it together. All right, looking at Group C, Ryan Blaney and Ross Jastain both come in at a plus 235. Tyler Reddick is plus 315 and Brad Keselowski at plus 320.
4: You know, I, I know we, th- we talk a lot of Brad love on this show, and this year well, I've been cashing a lot of tickets with Brad. He did finish 10th in this race earlier this year. Um, my problem is Ross Jastain finished third, and... You know, Tyler Reddick is is one of my perennial favorites, just about everywhere we go right now. So, I kind of like the Tyler Reddick 315 with the return, but I'm afraid to bet against Ross Chastain in that one. Blaney, Blaney should not, in my opinion, Blaney should not be the favorite in that group. Ryan Blaney's stats here do not scream that. Last ten races, three top tens, average finish 16.6. So, I can take that a three-man horse race, but I, I still can't. It's hard to whittle between the three.
3: Well, and I'm kind of with you. I'm I'm definitely taking Blaney out of the mix here, and I kind of take a little bit of Brad Kay out of the mix. I really do think this comes down to Reddick and Chastain, and the fact that Reddick could get a plus 315 on this number. I, I think that's a huge number to give Tyler Reddick. Really like Tyler Reddick just because the number's so big. Now, if they flip-flop Tyler Reddick with Ryan Blaney, I may not be as, as keen on it, but I think at a plus 315, I think it's certainly worth the risk. Alright, we'll take a look at our group D. Ty Gibbs comes in fresh off, fresh off his first ever top five finished last week at Pocono plus 225 Bubba Wallace is plus 230 and then big numbers on Eric Almirola and Daniel Suarez at plus 330
4: yeah this one for me is probably the one that's the the say the toughest to uh to handicap right I mean Ty Gibbs kind of the hottest hand Bubba Wallace you know has has been okay Eric Almirola 330 to I, I don't. If I'm going to pick one, I'm going to jump out there and say Daniel Suarez just because the trackhouse team's probably he's the most consistent out of that group. But Ty Gibbs is the favorite. I I don't know. This is my group. I I just kind of look at and I I, this is my Jeff Motley eh group.
3: (laughs) You throw up the X on this one. Well, I tell you what, I kind of like here is I really like the two Toyotas up there at the top. I think Ty Gibbs definitely has got. He's got a little bit of momentum, I think, going uh, going his way right now. So I think with Ty Gibbs having a little bit of momentum, uh, still getting a plus 225. And if you really kind of look at it, kind of a head-to-head with Bubba Wallace, I kind of like Ty Gibbs here. All right, we come back for our final segment of Gone Racing. We'll finish up our groups, and we'll tell you how we did last week and give you our picks.
1: terms and conditions apply.
2: This is Gone Racing, VEASAN's premier NASCAR betting podcast. Here are your hosts, former NASCAR driver Brendan Gone and Las Vegas Motor Speedway's Jeff Motley.
3: Well, it's our final segment here of Gone Racing this week. We get the White flag out. Our final lap from Wyatt back there behind the glass, and we're finishing up our group matchups with this weekend's Cookout 400 at Richmond International Raceway. It's our second trip to Richmond this year. I think Brendan, this is other than Atlanta, this is our first track we've made a second trip back to this year. So uh, at least these guys do have some data points. Uh, we're going to get back to our groups with Group E, where Austin Dillon, Ryan Priest, and AJ Allmendinger are all plus 270, and Eric Jones is plus 275. Talk about throwing a blanket over the group.
4: Yeah, but you know what? Austin Dillon, I look at the last 10 races, five top 10 finishes, one top five average finish, 12 and a half. That is leaps and bounds above the rest of the guy he's in the group with. So I can look at that right off the bat and say, Austin Dillon. Yeah, it's a blanket. Yeah, it's, it's the, the boring odd group, but I think Austin Dillon should be more of a favorite than that. So I'm jumping on that Austin Dillon group.
3: Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. This is my throw up the X here. I just, I don't really know where to go here. You know, Dylan, it seems to be that that team is just, seems like they have one problem after another. If Almendinger wasn't gonna start this race last, Um, I just know how easy it is on these short tracks that you can get lapped early. Uh, That would make me kind of like Almondinger a little bit more. And, and look, let's face it, Eric Jones, he's been running well, uh, getting top tens lately. So he certainly has figured something out. So to me, there's some cases to be made for everybody. Uh, Even priest, you never know what you're going to get there. So I think this is the
4: average finishes 12 and a half for Austin Dillon. And then after that, it's, it's all 20 mid twenties plus. So that's what I look at. Is the average running spot is way big in Austin's favor,
3: Mister Analytics, Brendan gone, the Stat Man. But no, but that and that's you're right. It's right there in black and white. I mean, that's that's what the numbers say. So um, I just sometimes I, I kind of look at how they've done lately, and I just think that team is struggling right now a little bit. All right, let's take a look at Group F. Justin Haley is the favorite at plus two forty five. Harrison Burton plus two sixty. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. plus two ninety. And Austin Cindric at plus two ninety five.
4: Again, you got a you got a Woods brother slash Penske car and a Penske car in Group F. That the, these two boys need to step up and start doing something. Um, Sandhouse got the most experience, right? I mean,
3: yeah, you know, average
4: I'm- finish twenty one last ten races, not great the there, but I mean, Cindric just because. I mean, the, in the, best equipment.
3: the numbers are really big on Stenhouse and Cindric here, and you're right. Cindric's in the best equipment. Stenhouse seems to be the guy. It's just, you never know which, which races Haley all of a sudden decides, oh, this is my week. Although, although yeah. I'm just wondering about the fact he's announced he's leaving that team at the end of this year, if he's going to get quite as much support as he was getting earlier in the year.
4: And it's, a, it's a legit concern, right? I mean, sometimes they don't want him black in the reindeer games now. They don't want him in all the meetings. They don't want they won't repul- they won't withhold any equipment from him, but he's just not gonna have all the knowledge and and sim time and all the rest of the stuff these kids get. They're definitely gonna start slowing down on that.
3: No, no, you're exactly right. It's gonna be very curious to see what happens. I actually kinda like Stenhouse here in this group. Um just because of experience. I think he's got confidence. Uh, they know they're in the playoffs now, so now they can actually start trying to to work on things to get some more playoff points as they move on, so kind of like Stenhouse here. All right, let's take a look at our manufacturer prop this week. A uh, little bit uh, different. We've seen Chevy at the top of this board for a number of weeks, but Toyota is the favorite at plus 140, Chevy at plus 160, and Ford in the distance based on kind of like what Brendan's been saying about the Fords lately at plus 250.
4: Yeah, they need to put that forward at plus four hundred to start enticing people. Because I, even then I don't think I'd bet it. Um, but what I do like is, hey, Chevrolet's not the favorite. I mean, I, look, we've talked mostly about Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., Christopher Bell. We didn't even mention Tyler Reddick that much, and he's one of them. I, but you give me, you're giving me Chevy at one sixty. First week, they haven't been the favorite that I can remember in a while. I, I can jump back on that Chevy bandwagon and give it the 160.
3: Well, it's hard for me to leave Toyota out there near. Last week, they weren't the favorite, but they were still plus 140. Uh, Brendan, a couple of us picked that Toyota to win last week. Uh, pat ourselves on the back a little bit. And I just like the fact that you're getting Truex, you're getting Hamlin, you're getting Bell, you're getting Reddick. Um, you're getting a lot of really, and you're getting Truex. I mean, there's a lot of really, really good drivers out there, and there's Toyotas now, and you get a plus 140 number. I, I wouldn't have been shocked to have seen that number to be even lower the way these Toyotas have been running lately. So kind of like Toyota there over Chevy, just because the number is the same as it was last week. They just happen to be the favorite. All right, let's take a look at our championship odds right now. And uh, Martin Trix Jr.'s odds continue to uh, get uh, worse if you're trying to win money on him. Uh, he's down to a plus 450. Uh, Chase Elliott is at, uh, at 15 to 1. You know, that's the guy who certainly has made the big drop since the beginning of the season. Um, probably not a lot of movement uh, since last week. I think uh, maybe Denny Hamlin maybe ticked uh, down a little bit with that win last week because he got a lot of playoff points, but we're not seeing much movement in these championship standings right now unless somebody outside the top 16 picks up a win.
4: Yeah, and, and right now my, my two favorites there are Ross Chastain and Chase Elliott and, and even Tyler Reddick. 22-1, to 15-1, 15-1 right there. There's your best value. There's your best kind of late season hedge. Put a couple on them and hold that in your back pocket. See what happens near the final four.
3: All right. Well, let's take a look at how we did last week. And Brendan, it's a it was a lot of fun for the two of us. You know, if I remember going into last week, and you know, I was just barely staying ahead of the the pit crew. I mean, they were close enough to basically break my draft and spin me out without hitting me. Uh, boy, uh, boy, big difference. Uh, I got four out of five right last week. A couple of I took Kyle Bush on the don't line with Byron and Larson, got those. McDowell winning his group and Toyota getting the win. And, Brendan, you had another stellar week. You uh, also uh, had the Byron over Bush pick and the Toyota pick. So, you and I went together on a couple of picks, got those, picked Reddick to win his group. And uh, the pit crew, they jumped uh, on that Michael McDowell bandwagon. But uh, some tough losses out there.
5: The tough losses for the pit crew were was we had three group winners finish in the top 10 and they didn't win their group. But the one guy who does win his group finished 19th. That was just, and then also thank you, Danny, for, uh, you know, that the Kyle Larson incident. So that was another, uh, we keep getting just pricked to death here. <laughs> well, Listen, I was, you guys were all
4: pissed. off. I had Bowman, and Bowman was running. Like, you know, I'm sitting there going Bowman, stay up there, baby. Give me that plus 900 top three. And then, then the wheels fell off kind of proverbially with own and 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 the bad news is for the folks at home not only did the wheels fall off for that i had motley and wyatt texting going Oh, thank God Bowman's out. Ha, ha, ha. I'm like,
3: thanks. Well, Appreciate I think it. I think Wyatt was like, hey, we need to be glad that that happened. Yeah, I think it I mean, was something yeah. along those lines. Not that not that it's like we're going to catch Brendan anyway. I and mean, this is like some race from like 1966 where Richard Petty had 11 laps on the field right now. So as long as Brendan doesn't find a way to blow his engine, I believe uh, he's going to be in really good shape. we got 15 races left. And to uh, do the math, I'm uh, 54 points behind Brendan. So how many do I have to make up each week?
2: got to make up like a four
3: lot. four points a week or so to, to pass him. So, yeah, that's going to be a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, and with that, uh, we will get to our picks for this week. And, uh, Wyatt, take it away for the pit crew.
5: All right, we got uh, Christopher Bell over Martin Tricks Jr. plus 140. The old saying, hell has no fury as a driver's score. we're going with Kyle Larson to go Group A plus 295. Like what Harvick's been doing the last couple of weeks, I got him at Group B plus 270. Justin Haley to win Group F at plus 245. And we're taking the Chevy to the levee, and hopefully it ain't dry. We want it to win, plus 160.
3: Okay, and you know what that means? Nobody's going to get jinxed this week because I can tell you that I don't have any of the same picks as a pit crew. I'm going to go with one head-to-head. I'm going to take William Byron over Christopher Bell in the head-to-head, and then I've got three group picks. I'm going to take Tyler Reddick in Group C at that plus 315, I'm taking Ty Gibbs. I'm really on that Toyota bandwagon, as you can tell, at a plus 225. I'm taking Ricky Stenhouse Jr. at plus 290 to win Group F. And then I'm going to stick to the Toyotas in the uh, manufacturer picks there. Uh, Toyota at plus 140 for the manufacturers.
4: Well, this is going to be fun because we have a lot of head-to-head battles, all three of us, this week then. All right. I'm going Christopher Bell over Martin Truex. That, that plus 140 is just sticking out there too big to me. I told you I'm picking Chase Elliott every week and Chase Elliott to win group B with that big long odd. That's what I'm going with. I'm going Austin Dillon to win group E. Uh, I, like I said, Austin Dillon in the stats, just that, that to me is the biggest statistical anomaly. Um, Denny Hamlin group A. I guess I should have started that one. Denny at 295 at Richmond, even though I love Christopher Bell uh denny hamlin at 295 he can't pass up at his home track and then i'm jumping on the toyota at 160 um just 160 toyota man i mean it's it's Mm -hmm. i mean sorry chevy 160 not toyota i I was reading the number right the name wrong chevy at 160 they've been favored all year so i'm jumping on the chevy bandwagon because they still got too many too many too many too much ammunition in that gun for them they got lots of bullets
3: well they do they do it's going to be a pretty interesting week all right Brendan, we got less than 30 seconds to go. you hated Richmond why'd you hate Richmond
4: I just never fit my style man could not do it and I will not be heading anywhere near there until they make a scuba tank
3: out well speaking of scuba that's what Brendan's doing this weekend he's down there teaching some scuba lessons uh, and that wraps it up for us this week on Gone Racing Uh hope you've uh, got your picks in for the Richmond race or see it this week and we'll be back next week I won't be here it will be sitting in for me next week on Gone Racing.